Ah. It's a different sound to start uh, viewer's choice here on the uh, North-South Connection. Uh, thank you so much for joining us right after a, a Sunday afternoon uh, viewing of AEW All In. Uh, I'm Tim. Uh, Marcus is away handling family matters, but that doesn't mean that I'm alone. If Marcus was on family matters, who would he be? Stefan or Kel. Wow. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay, that was a quick answer. Yeah, wow, like, that was boom. You're yeah. repping for your boy because he's cooler than Eddie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Eddie Winslow was kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved Eddie. Yeah, what I loved him in the Saw that Saw movie he was in too. Oh, was he in a Saw movie for real? Yeah, he was. was uh, I think he was in Saw Six. <laughs> oh, I, that, that's, that's too many about, Saws. For me. That's about four more than I oh, watched. I'm I'm, I'm Saw pilled. Yeah. Okay, uh, is, is in that regard. Right. I'm so ready for the next one. Oh, I can't wait for Cody to be in one of them. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh, yeah. Where God. his trap is. Do we have to, to mention him? <laughs> he has to. He has to survive before they scrape the tattoo off. Yeah, his mouth. right. <laughs> um, but joining me is friend is a couple of our friends from. Uh, uh, my, our other network, the soon to be named network, it is uh, Brett and DJ from We uh, Need that's Wrestling. DJ and Brett, thank you very much. Well, I, I mentioned I went in alphabetical order by height. Uh, so um, fuck you, I was DJ like, and oh, Brett. Am from, I allowed to curse on this podcast? <laughs> sure. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Because yeah, well, we can blur. We can bleep out. Dropped a fuck. So <laughs> no, sorry. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> the, that the was line, record time. The line. Yeah. The line that Marcus I, and I, I believe I they're keep, called Harshies. Yeah. Uh, Harshies. Yeah, Harshies. I apologize. Yeah, the line we keep is different than the line that we we keep. Everybody else, right, at, okay. But, uh, right. we'll, I mean, we'll walk a line. You don't have to walk okay. any line. All right. You can walk your own path. Okay. But uh, yeah. boys, thank you so much I for joining. I walk this path of alone of pit and danger, whatever the fuck Batista's theme song is. That's you know right. what I meant. Yeah, very much so. Yes. So, uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Viewers' Choice. Uh, I'm going to not curse just to make Brett look worse. Oh, Good, you're a dick. I love it. I love everything about that. <laughs> Um, but if this is your first time listening or your first time in a long time, welcome back. Uh, but we give you the must watch, the must skip, and who the MVP of the event is. Uh, typically, I've got Marcus uh, to to run down the card. So Brett has graciously got the card pulled up for the festivities <clears throat> at Wembley. Uh, a spoiler free rendition of uh, the festivities from yes. top to bottom. Let's sir. hope I don't spoil anything. Um, I'll count zero hour because those are basically pay-per-view matches. Uh, so for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, the champs Aussie Open defending against better than you, Bay-Bay. Um, for the FTW title, Jack Perry defending against Hook. We have... Uh, come on, internet works. So there we are. Uh, the real AEW World title match, oh, the boy. champ CM Punk defending against Samojo. Uh, a six-man tag team match of Bullet Club Gold against the Golden Elite. Uh, I should say Bullet Club Gold and Kanosuke Takeshita. He's not yes. an official member. Uh, AEW World Tag Team title match. FTR defending against the Young Bucks. Stadium Stampede match of Best Friends, Eddie Kingston, o uh, Orange Cassidy, and Penta El Zero Miedo. Even though he had a change throughout. Uh, going up against the Blackpool Combat Club, Mike Santana and Ortiz. Uh, AEW Women's World title match, Hikaru Shida defending against Soraya, Britt Baker, and Tony Storm. A Coffin tag team match, Darby Allen and Sting going up against Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland. A singles match of Will Ospreay going up against Chris Jericho. 
uh, AEW World Trios title match, the champs, the House of Black, going up against the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn. And then the AEW World title match, the champ MJF, the challenger, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Yeah, and, and just from the overarching uh, event as a whole, I think this uh, collectively uh, plays a lot better than AEW's last pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I think we said the last one was what, Forbidden Door? Was that the last day? Or was it was Full Gear? I don't remember. Looking was it Full guy. Gear? I don't remember. I'm not sure either, but in e- either event, I think this is one of... <laughs> that's, the- not, that's not a good sign if we just don't remember what it was. Right. My I- brain doesn't work. That's well, my excuse. <laughs> you have the brain scramblies. But, uh, you know, top to bottom, I think every match delivered or was close to delivering um, in, in what was needed. And it was a fun show. Um, I know there was a lot of hyperbole uh, going into this of it being the biggest wrestling event ever. Yeah, um, that seemed to be the tagline, right? Yeah, that was the, all across the iconography of uh, of the uh, event in Wembley. Yes. Um, so, boys, I'll just get right down to it. What, uh, Brett, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you have as a must-watch Ooh. thing from um, All In? I'm, I'm going to say MJF Adam Cole. Yeah. I really do think it was must-watch. Um, I thought... The storyline's been fantastic. Um, a lot of, okay, when's the turn coming? And you're trying to guess ahead. And we were sitting here before we watched the show saying, um, I don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, as a wrestling fan, that feels good when you, you actually just don't know what's going to happen. Um, I thought the match was awesome. Uh, you know, the teases of, it was more so the teases of, Adam Cole pulling the trigger on being the bad guy. You know, MJF, he busted out the dynamite diamond ring. Uh, he was going to put Adam Cole through the table, but he stopped pretty quick. Um, yeah, I did. I thought it was awesome. Uh, Roddy Strong trying to interfere was great. <laughs> yes. Who would have thought like Roddy Strong in a neck brace is like a focal point of the main event angle of AEW. Right. The, the neck, it, it's the neck so, brace, the it's neck so brace gives good. personality. Yeah, right? Like, just having a complete, like, meltdown every time Adam Cole <laughs> poor, doesn't poor beat Roddy. up MJF. Like, the neck brace gives him personality. That's <laughs> great. Um, I'll say, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, MJF retains. Um, earlier in the show, they won the Ring of Honor tag team titles, which we were all kind of like, huh. Did not see that coming. Yeah. You know, you thought, okay, one's going to hit the other, and that's going to start the split for the main event. Didn't happen, which is kind of refreshing. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to be my – am I allowed to have more than one must-watch? Of course. I'm, I mean, we I'll, just – I'm going to do one at a time, Yeah, of we course. just spin them around. Yes, yeah. of course. Sorry. But that, that'll be my my first one. Fair enough. Um, I know I've been super critical, more hypercritical of MJF, and I've just not been on the MJF train. Yeah. Uh, but the last 45 days really has kind of, I've changed my tune to almost borderline liking MJF. Would you say you're a devil worshiper? Oh, I'm not that far. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've There's only one devil I worship in AEW, <laughs> no, and that's boy. CM Punk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the only Phil, one. Phil, Phil, That's Phil. right. We're, we are uh, not, friends not of numbered. Phil over here. I'm outnumbered. You are. <laughs> yeah, um, you are. How's it feel? Feels fine. Uh, but DJ, thoughts on the main event? Uh, so, uh, I'm not... 
a huge fan of either of these guys, right? Uh, I like Cole. I think he works better as a heel. Even though you think he's small, it's weird. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the And MJF hasn't clicked with me almost at all until this recent run. I think this is the best we're seeing of, right. of MJF for sure. Uh, I, you know, they found that thing that was missing from him, even though it's kind of completely changing the character that he was presenting. <laughs> They've managed to convince him enough to, to be more him. It feels the most like it could be him, right? Like, like this is the MJF amplified sort of thing. Uh, because a lot of times in the past, he felt like a, like a, like a theater kid acting at a bad guy wrestler. And yes. this kind of seems more right. Like him. Um, I think that the, the main event was, was, uh, borderline great, like uh, right, right on the line to good to great. Um, but was just about honestly what I expected out of the two of them. I didn't expect them to blow my mind because I'm not a big guy. Either these guys, Adam Cole's finish drives me insane. Almost dropped a harshy there. Um, but I promised not to. Um, but his finish drives me nuts. Uh, and so I wasn't expecting much. Uh, got real mad at like the fake, the fake uh, finish. Because I thought that was sticking. Yeah. Because uh, Tony Khan has a history of sending people home not in the best mood. Right. Um, but uh, I like that, that. I like it. Everything else. It ends in a roll up, so I can't complain. Yeah. That's your that's your scale. But brother. it was good. Uh, arguably the best match on the card. I, I would say. I think. I think. Arguably. There's, I think there's an argument that can be made. Yeah. I think there's maybe one or two others. Sure. And I'm sure we'll talk about them. I mean, that's um, what we're here to do. Right. <laughs> um. I did my research on the Adam Cole jacket. Yes. Uh, so the Adam Cole jacket is a homage to a character from the Borderlands series called Handsome Jack. Okay. Handsome Jack was the antagonist of the second Borderlands series mm. who thought he was the hero oh. of the... So I was like, as soon as I... There was a point in time in the very beginning when I was like trying to do a journalism mm. on the jacket, and then I saw what it was about, and I was like, oh... Subtlety. Adam Cole's the bad right. guy. Interesting. Yeah, but luckily, yeah, thankfully, they didn't pull the trigger on that. Yeah, and it's it's going along another day. Granted, a week from today, I'll be sitting here, well, not here physically here, but right. proverbially. Yeah, here. you're not invited next week. That's fine. <laughs> the, the The paperwork will get stamped and, and not, right. notarized, triple stamped, triple stamped, um, double stamped. Double stamp, exactly. That's right. Um, but there's still more meat on the bone for this. Um, especially there's more meat on the bone than I think they thought there would be when they started this thing. Right. Yeah. I think they thought we'll get two, three vignettes out of it a couple of weeks and then we'll have the big turn and a blow off. And nobody probably expected yeah. it to, to skyrocket to this level. Right. And it seems like the more, the more that they are together and, on like on screen and the vignettes, I think the vignettes more than anything are raising the raising the sails of the yes. MJF and Adam Cole ship for sure, absolutely, and sending it on a, a, a faraway journey. Um, DJ will swing yes. to you. Okay. Anything that's must watch or must skip for you? Um, you know, let's uh, be hmm. negative. You want me to be negative? I mean, I'll be negative. No, I'll do, I, do I, I, I don't want to be negative. Um, but, uh, I'm going to go, I have a stronger must skip than I do a must watch. Not that there's not other things that are worth watching. Right. Uh, but I think that the, the women's matches is, is, is very skippable. And right. it, it's, it's sad that it's skippable. Yes, very sad. Uh, you have 
uh, a four-way match with three talented wrestlers in it uh, and Soraya. <laughs> um, and it is it is the definition of just give someone a hometown win. Right. And I get it. It got a great reaction. Uh, but there, uh, Soraya, uh, Soraya, Soraya, in an actual program holding a title belt has no legs. Uh, and not outside of like the, the little bit of feud you'll get from the breakup of the outcasts. This has almost nowhere to go, but her losing that title back very quickly. This was a thank you for being here. Uh, we'll give you your family's here. This is your country. We're going to pop this crowd. And that's it. Uh, the match is sub 10 minutes. Uh, and yeah, I, I think it does Hikaru Shida dirty with, with her regaining the title. Uh, and, it was just like a, okay, we're here. You're going to win this thing. It's just not not great. Not for me. Right. To me, it, it comes across as an, a, a poorly written love letter to Soraya's family and yes. what they did for British wrestling. Yeah. Um, right. It feels more like a prison note than a love letter. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I, I don't have enough time and I'm running out of space on this toilet paper roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send another letter in two weeks. Right. Um, it was kind of cool. Like there was parts that were cool. Yeah. There's, right? there's stuff in there. That's good. Sure. But as a through line for a lot of what we've, we've taught, we, yeah. we've said on viewers choice without you guys, with just Marcus and I, uh, we're very critical of the women's division as right. well. We've been critical of the women's division in both of the major companies yeah. in the U.S. Well, and I so don't want to be. And that's the thing that kills me. Right. Is that I can write names down on a piece of paper that are you know, from the women's division in AEW and be like, these matches are going to rule. And they just don't let them for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah either they aren't being yeah. used, Emi Sakura. Right. Or... They're just using the wrong combinations mm-hmm. of right. the women that yes. they are using. For sure. Um, like this, uh, this isn't a tie of Valkyrie match, right? Like there's, there's stuff in here that's enjoyable. Correct. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's wholly skippable outside of you being the world's largest Soraya fan. If you, if you're Soraya pill, then this, I guess, is the match for you. Right. But yeah. I can't even really tell you one thing she did and then I can tell you what other people did. This being sub, I mean, it's the shortest match on the show. Yeah. Um, it definitely gives more volume to the people that complain about AEW's well, women's it's my division. Beef with Tony Khan, you know, um, to give them like eight minutes mm-hmm. on like a four-hour show right. or whatever it yes. was, like, right? Uh, that's rough, right? And like Sheeta Brit is great. Sheeta Storm is great. Storm Brit could be great. Like those combinations are all there. They could have been doing a lot more with them in this match. But they didn't for whatever reason. It's very yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, if I was going to pick a, a must skip, this would be it too. It's the number one, and I think it's a. It's sadly it's a stronger must skip than the rest of the show has must watch. It's not that the other stuff isn't good, but this is this is the strongest contender for must skip. I agree. On this whole show. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Tim? Um, for me, I, I completely agree with the must the must skip functional or the must skip recommendation for this. Um. And not to say it's a nothing burger because it is a title change in on in the London show, but it almost felt like a foregone conclusion before the match even started. Yes. Like going in, everybody who kind of had been following it along yeah. 
knew the writing was on the wall that this was going to be Soraya's title win. Almost the exact opposite of the main event feel, where yeah. you're not quite sure what to what Tony and AEW has planned. This you knew right away. This is what's yeah, happening. For sure. So, um, but big shout out to Sheeta's new gear. Oh, yeah. Respect. Plus, not that pay-per-view gear. That's right. She knows yeah. what's up. Um, For me, I'll go with a must skip as well. And this might be polarizing. Tread lightly. I'll flip this table. It, it might be polarizing, <laughs> but as much as I love the majority of the people that are in this match, mm-hmm. this is another match that's fairly inconsequential. Okay. And unless you're like super big fans of it, I would skip the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold and Takeshita. Hmm. It's a fine six man, but nothing really... Like there's nothing really to write home about it. I won't. I won't necessarily disagree. Right. Like my love of Juice Robinson pulls me through the darkest times. Correct. Correct. But I True. will not disagree with the content of the match necessarily. Right. Like it. It was a fun, fine match mm-hmm. for a match that has so much talent in it. Right. You would kind of expect. It did not live up to my my heads expectations prior to seeing it. it. It's hard to watch a wrestling pay-per-view that has Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi on it and neither of them steal the show. Right. Yeah. You're 100% right. That's the weird part of it. Uh, You know, Ibushi is not what he was clearly. No, he still looks a little unsure. Um, He's very much a husk husk of himself. Now, I'll, I'll counterpoint. I don't completely agree, but I don't completely disagree. Yeah. I'm in the middle. Yeah. I, 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 that's kind of where I land, too, on that. Would you rather watch that match back again over uh, Acclaimed House of Black? See, to me, Acclaimed, yes. uh, Acclaimed House of Black is in that line of, it had a moment. of not must watch, but not must skip. Okay. Like, it's in that middle line mm-hmm. okay. where I wasn't expecting the world from this match, whereas you have former AEW world champion Hangman Page, former AEW world champion Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. former IWGP champion Jay White yes. in it. Future AEW world heavyweight champion Juice Robinson. Right. Yes, you're right. right. The pedigree Future, of that match, much yeah, bigger. Correct. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since it was kind of it was kind of portrayed even in AEW television as kind of like a six person a six man dream match. Yes. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, and it's it, this is tough because I I will say that like the women's match is probably the only bad match on this card. Right. So to break it down, it does make it a little more difficult. But if you weigh talent versus delivery, yeah, you're. I think you're right. And, you're more and, right than you are wrong. And of course, like to remind everyone, when we say something is must skip, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Sure. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's just if you have a set limited amount of time and you can't dedicate a, f- a four hour window and yes. you want to hit the best of like. Looking on paper, you might say, ah, Golden Elite versus Bang Bang Gang True. and Takeshita. Yeah. I will invest. How? What, what's the run time like? Uh, oh, 20, 20 and a half minutes. Yes. You'll spend 20 and a half minutes and be unfulfilled. Yeah. Like, I, you know what? Coming at it from that angle, yeah. I, I, all mm-hmm. right. I agree with that. Yeah. 
It's a good. It's a good yeah, breakdown. Yeah. I agree with that. Like it's. It, I think it's fair. Yeah, it, it is. It's. Yeah, it's, it's it, I think it's more than fair. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, is there anything else for you, Brett, that you would put on either side of the scale? Um, almost must skip. I, I feel like is that acclaimed House of Black match. I don't think it's anything special. Um, Especially but, not for Billy's return. Yeah, like I don't know if the crowd was just kind of like yeah. getting fatigued a little bit, but it didn't. I don't know, just doesn't. And I love House of Black, yeah. but yeah, it's just something didn't click there. Well, and it, um, it is another match on this card that has you. Everyone knew what was going to happen. There's no mystery yeah, in this one either. Yeah, which is fine in wrestling, but like it does take a little bit yeah. away. You knew what was happening here, but more so on the must watch. Uh, I'm going to say Sting and Darby against Swerve and Christian. Um, sure. I. I love Sting. Right. Sting's the best. Uh, you know, Darby, Darby, I, I would say coming into this pay per view has been the MVP of television right now. Um, carrying both the storylines on Dynamite and Collision. I mean, Orange Cassidy would probably f- fist fight you mm. with that. More on him later. I don't I'm know if sure. you, I don't know if you'd fist fight me. He likes me. Um, I mean, you disrespect him like well, you'd have to care that you yeah. disrespect and then, him. Yeah, but really, like Darby's been involved with, yeah. and, and now they're like they're kind of intertwining a little bit the storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this is great, man. It's spectacle, and you know, on a card where you know you do have just some pure wrestling matches like an Osprey Jericho, you want that spectacle, you know. Yeah. There's another match I'm sure you're, one of you will mention that spectacle. Sure. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Darby, I think, has been knocking it out of the park. Sting is Sting. Um, we've talked, you know, uh, in the next year, I if, it, if this was my company, Swerve would be the heavyweight champ. I love Swerve. Yeah. I think he's phenomenal, and he's really ready to blow. Um, and fucking Christian. Christian Cage yeah. rules. Like, yeah. anybody who's, I don't know, if somebody's like, like, I, like, they like edge over Christian, I question you. Christian is one of the highest returns that AEW has ever gotten from a signing. And Tony Khan, if you, if you remember, he has said that one of his favorite wrestlers ever is Christian. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're seeing yeah. it, man. He is just – he's brilliant. Yes. And I love Christian Cage. And this match was so much fun, man. Just the, the teases in the in the casket and, yeah. like, oh, my well, God. They were bumping their asses off. Just it was to awesome. watch the self-destruction of Darby Allen in big-time matches is what <laughs> yeah. makes this must-watch must yeah. for me. Like, uh, to watch what he does to his body in that casket is sort of what why you want to sit down and, and take the time. Absolutely. So, yeah, sure. that, that'll be my my uh, my uh, must-watch. Okay. I like it. Yeah, before we get over to you, DJ, to kind of address the, the other six-man match, I feel like that match was more of the palate cleanser between the main event and the match that was before it. Yes. So, like... It was definitely like resetting the deck mm-hmm. for the main event. So yeah, like, it sucks because I, I know you talk about like you book certain matches and they end up in the death spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, somebody's got to be. And I, 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 they, they are, but like, oh, I hate it. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I hate, like, I hate any match coming into a big show like this. Going, eh, you know, it's yeah. like least anticipated. And it's okay if it's not good. You know, like, no, I want everything to be good. I want it, like everybody to pop, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, you do get that death spot, and, and they just happen to have it. I will say this, too. Luckily, maybe the most interesting thing about a six-person match between the Acclaimed and the House of Black is the entrances. Yes. Yeah, you're so, right. So, like, whatever happens in the ring is kind of 
a, a secondary. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's the cherry on top where you want to see right. how cool the House of Black looks. Yeah, and right. like we spent like the first three minutes of the match just fawning over how sick the House of Black looked yeah. in their white gear. Yes. They were like, so yeah, cool. And, and that's a, that's an important point, too, because I don't think anybody in their right mind is sitting down going, all right, Billy, Billy Gunn's going to give me five stars this week. Sure. Right? Uh, I think we I think the the expectations in ring for Caster and Bowens are, are pretty set. I think Bowens has a higher ceiling, yeah. but where they are now, it's pretty set. And so they're a team much more about the gimmick and the entrance and then getting that pop with, with the win. I think that's what this was about. I think that they were put in this death spot because Tony expected the the audience's love of the acclaim to, to drag them through it no matter what. Um you know, I think House of Black, you can say, all right, this match is going to is gonna rip and get all the stars in the world. But I don't know what it claimed is, is neither the opponent for that nor what they're expecting them to be. Uh, so sometimes that mix isn't isn't so great. And you, you watch the acclaimed for a different reason than you can tend to watch the rest of the show. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So I feel you, dog. Thank you. Um, DJ, anything I must do. watch? I, I will add one more must watch. Uh, and it is... Uh, the stadium stampede match, uh, because uh, there are skewers. <laughs> yeah, there are. Uh, because uh, OC wraps his fists and dip, dips them Dude, in glass. He fucking Taipei death matches. Uh, it, man. OC maintains the streak of like the hardest working, uh, biggest star. Like that, they they just use him so well and so much. Um, that I really dig watching OC do stuff, and this is a big match for him. Uh, it's violent. It's fun. Uh, it does have its drawbacks. I think they – I don't know maybe if he's a little banged up from the G1, but they used Eddie sparingly in this, and they used the the stadium sparingly in this. I don't know if Wembley was like, listen, you're not messing up our giant sure. prestigious stadium. Uh, but a lot of this took place in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh and so, you know, I think we've seen some crazier, bigger things in previous stadium stampedes or whatever happens, matches where they're all over the, the venue. Uh, but this has enough spectacle, enough blood, uh, and enough people that I think we all love in it that makes it must watch. Yeah, I think the biggest difference between this stadium stampede, is this the second ever stadium stampede or is there one other one? Third? Was the one where they hit Sammy with the golf cart a stadium stampede? Uh, I know they did. Like when was Hangman it? was on they the did horse. Elite versus uh, what was uh Inner Circle was that Stadium Stampede? I think they've done three three of them because I know I think they did Pinnacle versus Jericho Appreciation Society as Stadium Stampede, and I know there was the Elite versus. The elite versus oh, was it elite inner circle, elite inner circle. Yeah, um, but the difference between those stadium stampedes and this one is those others. They are they have literally set up a fun house inside of the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. football stadium yeah. with no fans. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, the one with the elite versus the inner circle in yeah double or nothing twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And that was the only one. I don't know. I think there was one other one. I want to say Pinnacle Jericho Appreciation Society. Or no, Pinnacle Inner Circle. Yeah. Um, because I remember possibly. FTR. Remember that scene where FTR and Tilly Blanchard were dressed up at the bar? Yes. Yeah, that was Stadium Stampede. Um, but 
this this felt more like Anarchy in the Arena. It did, yeah. Absolutely. Then Stadium yeah. Stampede. Yeah, what but was because the thing where Eddie came stadium. out with the, with the gas? That tank? was Anarchy in the Arena. Oh yeah, that was much better than this. That right, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't live up to a Stadium Stampede moniker, right? But the chaos is incredible. Yeah. Um, we saw things we hadn't seen in the aid in a, being used in AW, like the skewers. Uh, the skewer spot was was one of the better skewer spots I've ever yeah, seen because gross. it stuck in real deep. Yeah. And they did some things I didn't like. I, I I could care less about the Penta changing costumes yeah, that and getting was reannounced. Silly. Right. Uh, and like Eddie, obviously they wanted the big pop with Eddie coming back at the end. And when he was in there, he was great. I just don't think they did enough with him. But that's also because I love Eddie with all my heart. No, right. right. So yeah. It's okay to be slightly disappointed because you want to see right. you want to see those you care about most exceed, yes. exceed expectations right. and be utilized the best. But it is still fun enough and crazy enough to watch. Absolutely, yeah, for you, sure. You, you anything to add on to that? No, I mean that's that's pretty spot on, man. Um, I'm a ghoul. Yeah. And they did some ghoul shit, so sign me up. There it is. So I feel like the only other thing for me that's either must watch. Or must skip is must skip. Okay. And it's FTR and the Young Ooh. Bucks. Hmm. There was a point that was made in our viewing session. Right. By the the pod father of the soon to be yes, named absolutely. network, Joe Sposto. Yes. Um who like said he knows anything about wrestling. Not yeah. a not a damn thing. Who'd he ever beat? Right? Just he just got his ass whipped by Claudio that one time, <laughs> um, but um, we care more. We enjoyed and cared more about a three match series between the Briscoes and FTR. Yes, and all of them over delivered. Whereas this three match series between the Young Bucks and FTR, which has spanned multiple years. Mm-hmm. No, we we can't recall a single one of the matches, right. and it's True. like um, this match was a kind of a reminder to me how stale the young bucks are. Yes, yep. um, it's not to say that what they do is not they are they are I would say they are the best at the style that they do. Like they are. They are high spot porn. Like yeah, hundred like, percent. Mm-hmm. You cannot you cannot argue that. Like if you if you need spots for the sake of spots, and that's your favorite style of match, the young bucks are for you. Mm-hmm. But to me, high spot porn and like traditional purist tag team wrestling FTR. Styles make fights, styles make matches, and these two, for for my my sake, my money, they don't click in, they don't click fully. Yeah. It's like the one puzzle piece that kind of fits in the hole, mm-hmm. and you, like, you know it's supposed to go there, but they just cut the puzzle wrong, yeah. and it just doesn't quite fit. Um, that's, that's where my thought is on this. And so, like... It's along the same lines of that dream six-man tag. Mm-hmm. You go into this having the expectation, FTR, Young Bucks 3, oh, this match is going to rule. Right. And then you watch it, and you're like, meh. And now, d- don't get me wrong, 
Meltzer's going to love this match. Oh, he's, mm-hmm. Meltzer's going to give it four and a quarter. Yeah, I can hear the right. denim stretching on his jeans already yeah. over this. This is four and yeah. a quarter easy. He's going to knock over Meltzer. a stack of paper in his messy office. <laughs> already messy. Uh, and so, neither here nor there about the Meltzer, the mm-hmm. Meltzer match scale. Yeah. Um, I prefer the Duge scale. Thank you, because it is better. Yeah, it is true. That's it's right. Better. It got its workout today. It sure did. <laughs> what was there? Two plus two? threes? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot. Pretty solid. Right. Um, But to me, the tag team match did not hold up the, the bill for what could have been expected yeah. of... FTR and the Young Bucks. Yeah, for both of these teams talking about how important their matchups are, neither of them are the either one's best opponent by far. Agreed, a hundred percent. So it's it's tough. Like, and and uh, you know, Brent and I aren't, are, aren't Young Bucks fans, so they're they're always going to take a little bit of a shot. But like, Young Bucks have wrestled better opponents. FTR has much better opponents. These guys aren't sniffing each other's best matchups, so it's difficult to even hype it up as as good as it to be as great as it could be. Uh, plus, the Bucks they did they they didn't get the reaction and uh, messed up one of their like signature spots. Yeah. Uh, so with the Bucks, Boneheads. they're guys that. They do what they do. Yeah. They do it well. They do it for their section of fans. Mm-hmm. And, like, they don't care what anybody else thinks, it seems. Right. Um, like, they've been doing the same shit that I could remember forever. Like, you know what you're getting in the Young Bucks match. Yeah. It's just it is what it is. I don't like them. Um, I, and I agree with what you said. FTR, like... Bucks, it doesn't mesh. Where FTR Briscoe's, that was like d- dream match right. stuff. FTR Aussie Open has been incredible. Right. You know, FTR Lucha Bros. Like, they just, right. they have so much better opponents than mm-hmm. the Young Bucks. And the, so when I want to, like, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch an FTR match, I'm not going to say, huh, I'm going to watch FTR Bucks. Right. Nah, just not for me. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. I mean, I thought it, like, it was, you know. It was what I expected, I think. I, I didn't go, come into it going like, oh, this is going to rock or whatever. I was like, eh, it's going to be FTR Young Bucks. Right. Do whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Nowhere near the dream match moniker they tried to throw on uh, it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. To, to further the point that both of you guys have made, too. Like, even with shared opponents, like, FTR gets really great matches out of tag teams that the Young Bucks also get great tag team matches out of. Sure. So it's like... Other teams can pair and excel with both teams. It's just when those two come together, it's sandpaper. It's friction. It's just... And I don't know if part of that is just a personal disdain for each Mm. other. Because I feel like the young... Like, at least from... At least looking at this match... I feel like FTR came more to the Young Bucks level and tried to do more of that high spot porn than the Young Bucks tried to go to FTR's level of like tag team psychology and being a thinking person's tag team and actually wrestling. Yeah, Cash Wheeler went for a fucking springboard 450. Like, you know, like... Right. It's just, I agree with that 100%. Well, and we live in a world, at least for Brent and I, where like when we did our year end last year was like, that was the, the FTR. Yeah. Uh, Three of my top right. five matches were FTR. Right. And I, and I condensed them down into one just to make it fair for the rest of the wrestling world to make it to a, like to make it into the talk of year end matches. Yeah. And these guys just aren't that. Right. 
Um, do you guys have anything else? It's, I know we, there's a couple of things that are left on the table. Um, Before this show started, my heart was ready to put Jericho Osprey on the must skip. Uh, and honestly, I can't do it. I don't think it was that bad. No, I, it was I thought good. Jericho Osprey was, yeah. was Jer- good. He, Jericho hung in better than I thought he could. I agree. I don't think you need to watch it necessarily, but I also don't think it's a skip. Yeah, I think right. I think Jericho did what he could to hang in there. Uh, I think Osprey eventually learned that he needed to slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really like going in, wanted to hate the shoot. The stuff. Hate, 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 hate the, the stuff stuffing, out of hate it. Hate the stuffing out of it. Hate this. the stuffing out of it. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. So that's yeah. a shock. Uh, what about what about CM Punk going over the Pepsi Plunge? Anybody? It was a fun match. Anybody? Yeah, I liked the match. Uh, it was so much fun. Yeah, Come it was on. Fun. It was fun. It was Phil Blood Buckets. <laughs> it was Joe Punk 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, shorter than I thought it would be. Very much shorter than I yeah. thought it would be. But I can say that for almost every, like a bunch of, not every match, but a bunch of matches. Yeah, I mean, it went 14 shorter. minutes. Yeah. I know. mean, the longest right. match. That's on about the, all I think you need out of these two yeah, these the days, stage. I guess. Longest match on the card was the main event at 29. Um, the next longest is the FTR Young Bucks. Stadium Stampede and then the six man both yeah, kind of went they 20. Float around 2021. 20, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of like teens yeah. matches. Mm-hmm. I, I, thought s- they, I thought they did a nice, like they paced it out yeah. nice. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. for, nine, um, for nine matches, 11 if you count the zero yeah. hour. Something probably could have got cut a little bit for time and given yeah. more to the women's match, right. but that's just yeah. me. Yeah, well, and it's funny because like early in the week I was complaining how they should they should have had at least a second women's match because they have another women's title, uh, and instead they just give the one women's match sub ten minutes. It's so, just oh, right. Man, what a bummer. Uh, but I don't know if it's the because it's the middle of the day or whatever. But they've had cards that felt longer. So this yeah. this flew by. It did. And it it could went just by because so we're watching fast. it with the with the sun. Out. Yeah. Right, but um, but yeah, it went it went by fast. So, so you can say that about the pacing. Yeah, because there's been times where the cards have been really good, but we're all sitting here at midnight going, end it already. <laughs> like shit, and, we, and the we, show or end me. Figure I one have out. work. I have work in eight <laughs> yeah. hours. Please finish. So right, yeah, yeah. I agree though. Do British people work on Mondays? So they have work. I, I don't know. What Did, time was it over? They were like five hours ahead of us. Five plus five. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So it was like ten o'clock there when everything ended. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To get out. That's what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now they're just going to be hooligans and go, oh, go crazy yeah, it's gonna be because of the nuts. because of the announcement that they're coming back right. to Wembley right. next year. Right. So they have a year to fix everything that they mess up in the streets. Yeah. There you go. For, yeah. for real. They were they were out greasing the poles and that's right. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, man. That's pretty wild. They're going back to Wembley yeah. in a year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, make it a spectacle, I guess. See what happens. But if you sell less tickets, they're gonna have trouble. So here's the thing, man. Um, I, I've already seen people being like, "Oh, let's make this their new WrestleMania." WrestleMania is in a different city every year, right? Yes, like that's yes. You know, can a, a place get fatigue? Mm-hmm. I listen. This is gonna probably be the only AEW show there once a year. Yeah, look at that. Look, look at what they've already started to do to Chicago. Oh God, yeah, that place is. It's so. It's such a blown out market. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, good, you know, listen, I guess if it's going to be your one European show a year, have it be this, you know. Um, But, man, that's pretty wild. It is. Well, so to as a counter argument to that, like, WWE, like, they they set the mold for, you know, your largest events being a traveling circus, right? Mm -hmm. But in other aspects of, like, sport... 
where Tony Khan has more of his his brain. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I immediately the first thing that I can think of that's like a, a, a direct correlation, and it maybe isn't the most popular sport in the world, but NASCAR. Yeah, like the Daytona Five Hundred is always in one place every year. Right. The race changes. And where is that? In Daytona, oh. obviously. Um, but like, like the Daytona 500. And Daytona is where? <laughs> Florida. Oh. Where Cash Wheeler gets in trouble. Oh, oh well, you know. Um, but you could make a point. It's, it's kind of like where WCW ran hog wild in the same place every year. Except they're actually getting paid to run. Yeah. They're getting paid to run at Wembley, okay. whereas they they did a charity yes. show yeah. for okay. the the Bischoff wanted to ride his hog. Right. All right, right. <laughs> um, it's shocking that he'd take time off of riding Hogan's hog to ride his own. But whatever, whatever. Nobody's got a bigger hog than me, dude. Well, but Bischoff's <laughs> riding from Belay, behind. So he doesn't. He's running from behind, uh-huh. holding on God. as Hulk backstrokes him to safety. <laughs> right. um, yeah. but, Hogan has a t-shirt on that says, if you could read this, the Bischoff fell off. <laughs> um, the Bisch fell off. So for this show, at least, I feel like you can have all in be a WrestleMania type destination show Mm -hmm. where people make the trip to Mecca. They make a trip to a Madison Square Garden, a Wembley Stadium, a building that has as much personality as something else. It's not like going to the United Center in Chicago. Like, Wembley Stadium's a big deal. Right. And, you know, the NFL sort of does the one game in the UK or two games or whatever. And you get fans of everything there so they want to see it because it's the only chance to see something like that live. And, you know, so that's sort of what Wembley is going to have to be. Uh, the problem is, is that either Wembley holds the ticket sales up this high or you stop doing it in Wembley and you know you're not going to be able to pull this number in the, in the States because there's always the opportunity to see them on the next loop. Right. You know, the, the urgency of this is my one chance a year to see them isn't really going to going to can't really happen over here because they're on that loop. And I look at people as well that travel to the States for WrestleMania yes. or to SummerSlam. You're in a different city every year. Right. You know, yes. do people want to keep going back to London? Because there's a lot of people that come over. They come for a week, you know, right. taking the sights, yeah. you know, and do a little touristy stuff. Right. At the beginning, we saw RJ City in the crowd and he picked two people and they were they were from Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, so the, the benefit of them announcing this now is that people do now have a year to plan to travel over there. Absolutely, they do. You know, yes. and it's it's easy to get into, relative, unless you're AR Fox or Ray Phoenix, apparently, but um, easy enough, I guess, to get into, uh, or Jeff Hardy. But, um, uh, you know, that that might help them. I don't know. But it'll be, it'll be interesting. It could also be, too. It helps that this is during the summertime. Yes. So it is more attractive for people to be able to take Vac- like actual full vacation, sure, sure, as opposed right. to a April pape, yes, where it's like it's a school year, right? Year, it's in the middle of the school year. Students necessarily can't go away for yeah. a week without like you know no. having extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Where this could be like end of the summer blowout, like last big thing. You reset your calendars here. Um, 
Because at least with AEW, there's there's four big. There's at least well, there's five if you count Forbidden Door. Yeah. But for me, Forbidden Door is kind of like the exception and not the rule. Mm-hmm. It's sure. not a part. It's 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 canon, but it's not yeah. exclusively AEW. So between all out, full gear, uh, I almost nothing. I almost called it Final Resolution. Oh, um, walk the line. So full gear, full gear, double, double or, or nothing. nothing, all out. Mm-hmm. And revolution revolution. That's the one I was looking Mm. for. Like there isn't really a set line of like, this is where the calendar year of AEW Mm -hmm. ends as opposed to WWE where everything revolves around WrestleMania. Yeah. If you, now that all in is back in the fold, all in can absolutely be that because we talked about this before Mm -hmm. all in can be that, Maybe not WrestleMania, but Wrestle Kingdom. And then your all out mm-hmm. show becomes your New Year's Dash. Yeah. It becomes your the Wrestling Dontaku. Yeah. Right. Now, speaking of Dash, do you think this Dash has any uh hopes of WWE going over there and doing Mania? No. No, I think I think I think it's because I think WWE's gonna want to go there and pull at least one more ticket sale. And they're gonna want right? it. And honestly, for them to go and run Wembley, it's a way. To, it's a way to make the consumer choose where they spend yes, their ticket. Absolutely, money. Yes. absolutely right. Like because the ticket price is going to be the same, mm-hmm. so you will have your crazies who are going to spend the exorbitant amount of money for yeah. two shows four months apart. Mm-hmm. But if there's a fan in the states who wants to go to the UK. Do they choose to go for WrestleMania in right. April, or do they choose to go for All In in August? Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I, don't I, I think it's fun. I'm super excited for AEW um, and them making this uh, making this a regular, or at least yeah. uh, a more than one time deal. Yeah, for them, especially adding other pay per views to their schedule. Yeah, I wish they kind of would spread them out a yes. little bit more. Um, they mean because they usually take like a three month gap mm-hmm. between pay per views, and two of your biggest events are going to be a week apart. Right, that's and for those daring. Who, and for those who will not be in attendance, yeah, that's two fifty dollar pay per views. Sure, up through BR Live or wherever you yes. get them. It's a lot to ask. So you know, but this time next year they may be on HBO or on the Max or whatever. That's and, true. You know, who knows? Maybe maybe all all in stays a a premium and all out goes on the streaming if it happens in a year's time, which I don't see why it wouldn't. Honestly, right? But, who knows? You know. um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see, right? I, I like the idea of WWE trying to outdo them because I want more competition in wrestling because it just makes both companies have to be better. Sure. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not going anytime soon. No. no. I mean, we will be in the midst of the bidding war of 2024 uh, next year. No, Max yeah. said he's already signed. That's done. Didn't he? Max said a couple, like he's signed throughout. He, I don't It depends yeah. on what you want to believe, I guess. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, if there's nothing else you want to talk about with all in, I, I'm I'm tapped. Yeah, nice. So all we have left is to give our MVPs of the night. I started uh, with uh, Brett DJ. You can give your MVP first. Oh boy, MVP of the night. Um, my MVP of the night is 
Hmm. Between two people. Uh, my MVP of the night is Darby Allen. Um, there we go. And I'll tell you, that's probably a shock to Brett because I'm not usually up, up, up on Darby Allen. You're not. <laughs> but, uh, man, at a big show, did he do stuff that I don't know that maybe he should be doing? <laughs> but uh, to watch a man full on body a casket like he did, <laughs> you Ooh. cannot not be my MVP. Uh, yeah, Darby, uh, my uh, clear put his body on the line, making making a match count uh, on a big stage that and making a match that if it was anybody else would be wildly different. So I'm going Darby. All right. Um, I'm going to do a co-MVP. Okay. And it's going to be MJF and Adam Cole. Okay. Nice. Um, you kick the show off with them. You end the show with them. Um, they kept you intrigued during both matches, yeah. which I thought is, is always great. Uh, and yeah, their story has just like completely taken over AEW. And, uh, I know, as we said before, you know, previous stuff they've done, it's been, eh, okay. I mean, I still think Punk MJF was like the best storyline they ever did. Mm-hmm. But this now at this point, I'm like, this is probably number two with where they're going with mm-hmm. it. And just like how, how unexpectedly good it's been. Um, and yeah, I think that they were phenomenal on the show. So I'm going co MVPs. MJF and Mr. Adam Cole. And I'm picking somebody completely different, too. Okay. Uh, this is good. My MVP is John Moxley. Okay. Let's go. Mox was the straw that stirred the drink in the stadium stampede match. I feel like if anything of substance happened in that match, mm-hmm. it involved Mox. Yeah. Directly related, like, had the coolest direct interaction with the finish, aside from Claudio getting punched in the face with a taped fist full of glass. Um... Mox is up there for considerations of like being an MVP or like being the MVP for AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, like maybe OC has has some words for that. Maybe MJF has words for that. Maybe Darby Allen has words for that. Some would even say Jeff Jarrett has words for that. Hey. But uh, it, the, the thought did cross my mind, <laughs> <laughs> right? And um, but for me, Mox. These type of matches is where he thrives. Yeah. Actually, any kind of match is where he yep. thrives because he's a he's a wrestler's wrestler who can do whatever whatever is asked in front of him. Any style, any type, mm-hmm. any fight, he'll be there. Yeah. Um, Listen, some people want to say they're Terry Funk and Harley Race, <laughs> and others just right. are without having to say Correct. it. And that's John Moxley. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Um, this is the first time a lot of people on the North South Connection have heard you guys. Uh, either one of you, if you want to saying pitch. people don't listen to our show. N- number one, saying- how dare you? And number two, where do you get off? <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that there is a possibility this may be the first time yes. I've heard you. And, and you may have captivated a few audiences. If you'd like to, pin, uh, to, to pitch uh, We Need Wrestling or your pop culture venture Wings on Wings, oh, feel free to do so. <laughs> Which one do you want to pitch? Uh, you I'll, you could do. We need wrestling. I'll, okay, I'll pitch wings on. Uh, yeah. So we need wrestling. Uh, <laughs> Done. That's where we are. Uh, no, uh, we you know break down pretty much what we watch. We break it apart as to you know United States wrestling uh, and anything international, mainly just Japan. Um, you know the current ins and outs, what's going on. Um, the news of the week, which mm-hmm. is just dude googling the news. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we've, you know, I feel like we're in our groove with that format yeah. now. We switched it up a little bit, but, uh, you know, you pick your match of the week, you know, normal hijinks, um, right. at we need wrestling on Twitter. We need wrestling.com. We need wrestling at gmail.com. Correct. Uh, and we've, we've got a really are good we elsewhere. Uh, Instagram, uh, is blue sky still I, a thing? No, it is, but I never, I, I have a code for it, but we are on threads, I think. Okay. And, and I maybe, don't know. I don't what was that. that one that lasted like, Spoutable. Spoutable. We're on Spoutable. Hive. Hive yeah. We're there. I don't use any of them, though. Nope. Uh, Facebook. Uh, but Twitter Twitter's where we mainly put everything, I think. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. I've been uploading to YouTube now, so you can, yeah. you can yeah. listen on YouTube. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know if you want to join the Discord. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to tell people to do that. I, honestly, I just no make idea. people pay the five bucks to Joe and Adam okay, well, or to go. Joe and Todd. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Well, we're part of the network. I want my cut of the fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and not to toot our own horn, but we have gotten beep, a, a beep. very positive response to our Terry Funk tribute part of the show from last week. And so. I'm going to toot yeah. their horn for them because they're not going to. Well, that's, so, that's not um, at all. So uh, DJ is probably the biggest Terry Funk fan. Well, and we've I done know. a podcast together. Yeah, we did. Uh, over on uh, Final Wrestling Place, we did uh, the Nemesis of Terry yes. Funk. I think it's one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. Um, it's one of the only. Yeah. It's one of the. It's one of the only episodes of myself that I've actually gone back and listened to afterwards. Um, but uh, you know, with the passing of Terry Funk, DJ is probably like the is the number one person I wanted to hear from to kind of eulogize Terry. Um, so do yourself a favor if you are a wrestling fan or you're a fan of Terry Funk or or if you're just a fan of listening to people talk into a microphone, do yourself a favor. We need wrestling.com. Yes. Listen to the latest episode, Terry Funk Forever. Um, and you will not be disappointed. Um, you know, Tuesdays are for Terry, but Terry is forever. Aww. And, uh, that is, uh, it's such, it's such a great episode. These, t- these two boys are fantastic at what they do on, uh, the wrestling podcast. And they are even more oh fantastic in heating hot wings and watching <laughs> episodes yes. of wings. So we have a much weirder, much more niche podcast called wings on wings. Uh, at underscore wings on wings on social medias, uh, wings on wings podcast at gmail.com, wings on wings dot com. Uh, the premise of wings on wings is, uh, myself, Brett, uh, and uh, two, maybe sometimes three other hosts, depending on who's around, uh, watch an episode of the 90s sitcom wings and then sit down at the table and eat hot wings. While discussing the episode. And sometimes we're eating a milder sauce that has a very good flavor. And sometimes, uh, just about every other week or so, we're eating a hot sauce that destroys us. And it's Uh a lot of us not being able to talk or having to talk in short sentences or just a lot of us going... Uh, into a microphone. <laughs> so uh, if that sounds like something you'd like, uh, at underscore wings on wings, those episodes drop Tuesday mornings. Uh, we're also on Instagram there at underscore wings on wings. Uh, you can see our hot sauce ratings. We put up pictures of the hot sauce and all that kind of stuff. And we rate the episodes and we rate the hot sauces. Uh, we have about a year left to doing that. Uh, so that sometime next summer will be, that'll be wrapping that up. But uh, we have years that you can go back and listen to six seasons or so of wings that we've done so far uh spoiler alert wings is not a good show no but (laughs) sure ain't but i would like to think that wings on wings is so 
check that out too. If if that sounds like something that's up your alley and your name isn't RJ City, uh, <laughs> give it a listen. We have fun doing it. Uh, a lot of maybe pain. not after a lot of pain. but while we're doing it, we have a lot of fun. That's right. Tasty pain. Yes, tasty pain. That's what the TNT pain stands ah, there for. There you go. See, right. tasty. Um. But thank you guys so much for joining me here. Of course. Um, of course. Uh, soon to be, uh, all of us are proud members of the Soon to Be Named Network. Soon to Be Named Network.com. Soon to Be Named Network.tumblr.com. Uh, it's where you can find Wings on Wings. It's where you can find We Need Wrestling. It's where you can find Marcus and I's other podcast, Final Wrestling Place, where this week we cover 25 of the best lies of Bad Terry. I'm so Hulk excited. Hogan. I, know, I can't this. wait to listen. And we put, the, we put the lies in either the good place or the bad place yeah. based on how close to the truth these could <laughs> actually be. Uh, so it's, it's really fun. Uh, we're very excited for it. But if you, of course, you're listening to us on the North South Connection, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, subscribe, ring the bell for any of the videos that we do, whether it's uh, No Holds Barred or Wrestling War Zone or TNA Never Dies. Uh, so much to watch on the YouTube. A lot of things get simulcasted over on the, the podcast site on any pod list, podcast catcher of your choosing. Uh, collect it all, just like your Pokemon cards. Um, the next time Marcus and I will be with you here. We got a double shot weekend, and I don't know if Marcus is going to be available because I think he might be out of town for the the WWE show. But we've got payback and all out next week. Oh man, you guys so, are busy. Yeah. Uh, JT, you better uh, hit me with that hazard pay because I'm going to be working on no sleep, <laughs> so many podcasts, so little time. But uh, wait, we get paid for this? Oh, oh, we get no so money. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Are we? Are are? Can we be in the bidding war of twenty twenty four? Right. Um, we're we're willing to jump networks. Yeah. If the price is right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll discuss that. We'll talk. We'll talk about that <laughs> behind closed doors. But just remember, no matter what gets said here, whatever whatever happens, always uh, remember the choice is yours. Oh, I was gonna do that. Oh, you knew it. Yeah. Okay, let's run it back. Um, the choice is yours. Perfect. Bye. <laughs>